Man, this is awesome. So you can see we have two pastors up here and we have two students. Um, we're going to be asking questions about local church involvement and things like that. So with that being the case, I want to I want to have a question towards our pastors, um, Pastor Quinn and Pastor Sean. This is awesome. Uh, actually, going to start with Dr. Quinn. Uh, given that you are a pastor and a college professor, what advice would you give to pastors to better prepare their youth for college? Yeah, I think two things come to mind. One, one is preparation, and the other is proactivity, and I'll get to that one in a second. The first one being preparation. Um, regardless of what one studies in college, regardless what the major is, so I was talking with Katrina a minute ago. She's a psych major, wants to do pre-med, wants to, to end up doing a Ph.D. in psychology uh, and work in that field. I think, I think one of the most dangerous things that we can do as pastors is not take our responsibility serious enough to equip, serious enough to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Looking like this, that what you do in life, even if you're not a pastor, you're not a missionary, you're not a seminary professor, or you're not paid by a Christian nonprofit, what you do still really matters. This, this notion that, uh, that pastors and missionaries and the related are somehow the superior Christians uh, in the kingdom is ridiculous. And I think one of the greatest things that pastors can do is to help, help our students think through what do you, what, what, how has God gifted you, what do you want to do, how are you going to leverage that for the sake of the kingdom, and help them see that their ministry um, as coaches, as educators, as stay-at-home moms, as mail carriers, as engineers, or whatever else, really, really is Christian ministry. Ministry, despite how we tend to use the term, ministry is not like the private property of pastors. Ministry is what Christians do. It's what Christians do when we love God and love other people, regardless of where your paycheck comes from. And so far as we're doing that, I think we're hitting the bullseye of what ministry is. And I, I, want, I want the students in my church, I want my kids to know coming out the door, you don't have to be a pastor or a missionary to make a difference in the kingdom. But actually, you've been given a ministry that's connected to your gifting, and it's connected to where God has put you, both in space and in time. And love God and love other people there, and you hit that bullseye. So that one is... Um, preparing in that way. Proactivity is something even more practical, I think. When we head off to college, be, be proactive towards finding that group of friends that will challenge you as godly men and women. So this is where I'm assuming the question comes from if we're talking to, um, to people going off to college who are serious about Christ to begin with. I'm going to just assume that and move forward. Then when you, when you head off, when you're in new student orientation or you're in rush week for fraternities and sororities or whatever the case is that you're, when you're in college, be, be on the lookout. Be proactive looking for other guys and girls who are godlier than you, who are smarter than you, uh, who will really challenge you to walk with Christ in a way that you never have before. Don't just go to college thinking, I'll just meet who I meet and I'll be who I'll be, but actually go looking for those people. Find them and let them challenge you. I, I could name about four or five right now. The first one that comes to mind is a guy named Dan, who's to this day one of my best friends. I named my oldest son after him, and he was that guy. He was godlier than me, smarter than me, wiser than me. And man, I learned so much from that guy, and I'm so thankful that I met him in college. I was looking for people like him, and the Lord brought him my way. And thank you for sharing. Sean, I want to uh, ask you, do you have something to uh, offer with that? or? Uh, nothing, nothing to add on. I mean, I think you hit it on the nail, you know, just being... Uh, being able to equip the students well, you know, as far as uh, the readiness of a pastor, uh, putting the right right things in their hands to, to to let them know, man, you can do this. You know, I feel one of the biggest hang-ups that college students, as well as high school, is just this idea that, man, I have nothing to offer. And so letting them know, man, we need you, you know, 
and you have something to bring to the table. So come on, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, thank y'all so much. Uh, so moving on to the students, uh, let me ask y'all this question. Who or what have been some of the greatest influences to you on your college campus? As we were just talking about uh, finding those friends, who have been those people for y'all, and then who are the people you look to most often and why? All right, so I kind of think of two groups of people. I first think of my super close friends that I've made on, at college. So I think of two people, Callan and Caitlin. Um, so Callan and Caitlin, what make them different than other people that I've interact with is they, they live their life in a way where they prioritize other people and prioritize caring for other people. So they've cared for me, um, but I've also seen them, you know, when you're trying to make decisions, okay, so do I study right now? Or there's a friend that's, you know, going through a breakup, do I go help them? I've seen Callan go help people, and so she's modeled that for me. Um, and then I guess the other group I look to are professors. The professors that have taken the time, professors have office hours, and like we need to take more time and advantage of going to those things, um, and so they have given me a lot of advice if I've just gone to their office and just asked them questions like, hey, I don't, I don't know what I wanna do with my life. Can you like help me out? And they've been able to connect me with other students on campus and then connect me with other professionals that can kind of better lead me into who I should be welcoming into my circle. Uh, yeah, I think that um, that's exactly right. Um, my close friends for one, but then um, for sure the professors on this campus um, are definitely people I think with a great influence amongst the students. Um, especially because the size of our campus allows us to really have meaningful relationships with our professors. Um, I've just seen them model uh, hospitality here. Um, they've really just let us come and be a part of their lives. We get to meet their families, go and have coffee with them. And then, um, yeah, they're just great men and women Christian role models for us. And uh, a lot of our professors are leaders in their church, pastors, elders, teachers. Um, so yeah, just, uh, our professors here, great influence over us. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thanks for sharing that. And it's something that you brought up how a lot of the professors that are here, how they're involved in their local church. I actually wanna ask this question. So how should the local church come alongside high school and college students specifically? Um, I actually wanna have that for everybody to be able to answer. How should the local church come alongside college and high school students specifically? Yeah. yeah I <laughs> I would say open the doors of their homes. I'm not saying that because I'm at open door, amen. It is at yeah. open door. Um, no, but seriously, like, I think that's one of the best ways that the church can serve man, high school students, college students, just open up their home. You know, we ask them to come to uh, service and to plug in and to, to be a part. Um, but some of the best ways in which that we can um, model well what it looks like to be a disciple, to be a Christian, is to invite them into our home, invite them to our table. Uh, man, Josh Reed is probably one guy that I think often of that did that. Um, not only fed me well, thank you, Josh, if you're listening, um, but he also, man, I got to see him disciple his kids and discipline his kids. He, he said, you know, I'd, I'd spank my kids for three reasons. He said disobedience, disrespect, and lying. And again, that stuck with me, mainly not because he said it, but because I actually saw him do it. Um, and that, for me, was monumental, just doing life with him. Uh, and um, I think that's one of the best ways that the church can serve this age group. We just wanna, we wanna be, uh, and so open the doors of your homes, because that's how you really are, right? 
is what we would say, is, is how you are at home, is how you really are. And so, yeah. I would, I would say as well, there's a lot of, a lot of answers to that, but um, I think of Francis Schaefer with this question, because the ministry that Schaefer offered to college students in particular was a place for them, some of them Christians, many of them not, but they were in a place where they were hearing new ideas for the first time. They're meeting new people who have already bought into other ideas, who live different ways, who have different views of the world. And Schaefer, Schaefer became a person in a place uh, where people could come. It was a safe place just to ask questions. And I, I think the church can do the same in many ways. We can do this in our homes, but we can do this in our college ministries and so on. A safe place for people to come in and say, Hey, look, I know that you're hearing this maybe for the first time. You're getting, you're getting some of this education from a different perspective or a different angle. This is a safe place for you to come and seek the truth. We have nothing to be afraid of from the truth. That's Jesus. So let's seek it together. And even if, uh, even if you're not sure exactly how to articulate those questions or work through them, let us be a people who can help you do that. All right. I just kind of want to echo what Sean said. Just with, I can only speak from how people in church have loved me as a college student. Um, inviting me into their home to see how they live, but also just practically speaking, like I suck at physics and I had to take physics last semester and it was painful, but there was an individual in my church, he has a PhD in physics and he let me come over and he tutored me for free. Um, and so that was a huge blessing to me. And you know, with, I didn't have to pay him, and you know, tutors are expensive. So that was just a really, just a kind way he could come alongside me and love me practically. That's super good. So opening up your doors, uh, allowing college and high school students being able to see how you live life as a Christian, that's huge as well. What, what uh, Dr. Quinn had brought up, man, the church uh, being a safe place for people to ask questions. Man, high school and college age is the age where you, you kind of get exposed to a lot of different things, and it doesn't matter whether you are in a secular institution or a Christian institution. Like here, History of Ideas, you're going to have to engage with a lot of different ideologies and so with that it's like man I need to be able to talk this stuff out I need to be able to uh, ask questions whether they seem ridiculous whether they seem inappropriate I mean the church should be a place where it's safe for high school and college age students to be able to do that I, I really love y'all bringing that up yeah real quick I'll say too yeah, if, if the church ahead. doesn't if you have nobody that's offered you a meal just say I'm hungry can I can I get a meal from you I promise you they'll probably say yes you know, so just force yourself if you need to a little bit. It's okay. High school, college students. Good. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> Say I'm hungry. I'm yeah. hungry. Pockets ain't empty no more, cuz. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn this question to you, Sam. Um, what have been some of the difficulties you or your close friends have faced in college thus far? And how has the church helped in that, if that's even been a thing at this moment? Yeah, well, um, I'd say one of the biggest difficulties for uh, students on this campus is definitely that uh, college bubble, the college life and the seminary bubble. Um, and I think it's really affected some of uh, me and my friends in a, in a couple of ways. Um, one is that we're not around anyone who really isn't our age. Um, so it can be really hard not having those role models in the next stages of life that you can really go to and, and learn from their life experience that you don't have yet. And then an, another way that affects us, I think, is that we're not around lost people. Um, <laughs> so I think the local church um, has really um, helped in that regard in that um, I, I now go to a growth group um, at my local church, and I, I have people who are in that next stage of life 
that are really modeling for me what it looks like to be a Christian in the workplace, um, be um, a good member of their church, um, so be good husbands and wives, um, and then also as well, um, just really showing me what it means to live in your community and be with lost people and uh, showing me how I can go and live that kind of lifestyle out in the community. So, yeah. No, that's good. So um, being in a bubble, I don't know if you understand, but be it that you're here most of the time, you're doing school here most of the time, uh, you hang out maybe here most of the time. It's a bubble. You know, you get stuck in it. So for me, I'm a student. Uh, I also work here, um, and so it's just like, man, I'm here all the time. Even on my weekends, I'm here. Go Conference 2020, hashtag. Um, but it, it's like you need to be, you know, out of that bubble to be able to man, glorify the Lord by fulfilling the Great Commission. Let me be around some, some folks that aren't believers. Like, what does that look like? like I, could, I could be in class and learning about Augustine. Or Amen. I could be learning Amen. about uh, John Cowan, all these different people, and I'm, I'm going with this stuff, right? And it's like, man, all right, now I'm going to talk to this person that doesn't know Jesus. Um, what do I have to talk to them about? Hey, did you, know, uh, did you know John Calvin? Like, who the heck is John Calvin? Is he still living? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, so it's good to get out of that bubble, but then also being able to see folks that can model that next level, right? So, so where are we going? Right now, we're in college or... We're in high school. We're trying to figure things out now. But, man, what does it look like to get to that next level? Like, I want to be married or I want to have kids. I want to get a job. Like, what does it look like to be a Christian in that environment? Once again, open your doors, right, to allow for these students to be able to see what that's like. So, man, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, question uh, for, for the pastors. Um, what major ways can high school and college students become involved in their local church? I think the, the first thing I'd like to see is college students taking on some leadership responsibility. It ties into what we were just talking about. But, um, some of this is my own story, but also what I like to see in our own college students is, you know, being, recognizing that we're not in high school anymore, mm. meaning that it's, it's time to start being an adult. And I don't mean that in the boring way, like you you know, you have to wear pants too high and that kind of stuff. I'm, I mean that in the sense that um, you're not expecting someone else to do everything for you anymore. Um, we, we have a class at, that's required for our college students here at Southeastern, um, and it's called Introduction to College, but sometimes we think of it as it's kind of adulting 101. And I don't mean that in a patronizing sense or condescending, but I mean that in the, you know how to, you know how to uh, set your schedule, you know how to sort of plan out for the next two or three years so that you can graduate on time. Um, you know how to pay your bills, these kinds of things. So when it comes to the local church side, I want to see our college students coming in, not just saying, okay, here I am, entertain me further like we did, you know, maybe in years past. But I want, I want to see people coming in saying, hey, look, I want to serve now. I want to, I want to help teach the little kids, or I want to help however I can with, with tech ministry or on music worship teams. I, I want to, I'm here to serve. I'm here to learn how to, how to lead, how to grow. I want to learn from older men and women about how to do that, but I'm not just going to sit back and, and warm the pew anymore. Let me interject something really quick. Um, so he's saying he want college students, high school students, to come in and take leadership roles. So now I'm going to give a charge to your parents. Prepare your kids to be adults. Right? Like, we, we want to talk about, man, they should flip the switch. Man, that stuff doesn't just happen, right? 
So it, as parents, if you could help your students become adults, uh, give them more responsibility. Let them stay out a little bit later. Like, to be honest, I know we want to keep them safe. We don't want them to be involved in the craziness of the world. But if you hold too tight, when they get out the house, I promise you, wrecking ball, okay? So help prepare them. I'm going to be honest with you, they're not your children anyways. They're the Lord's. That's a tough word to hear. I get it. They came out of mom. I get it. Dad, you've reared them. Listen, I'm going through it right now. But these kids got to be prepared to get up out of my house and be good citizens in this world. So I'm just saying, parents, please, it will make things a lot easier on the professors. It'll make things a lot easier for you. You saw George up here earlier. George was like 50-something years old. He's staying at home in his mom's basement. We can't have that, right? Um, so so just, just a quick charge. Parents, prepare your sons, your daughters, to be able to get out the house and become adults. Sorry, I just soapbox. We could spend many times on that. Um, Sean, do you have something real quick? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think BQ... Uh, Dr. BQ. That's right. That's yeah, right. summed it up well. Um, I, I would just say be present. I mean, it's huge. You know, you can't do any of those things if you don't show up. So just show up, you know, uh, and serve well. Serve sacrificially. Um, one, one way in which that we can lead, it starts with showing up, right? Serving sacrificially. Uh, it's huge. You know? But we need to recognize as well taking ownership that people are watching us again so y'all are in high school college but I, I promise you that there's somebody in your life that is looking up to you they're they're looking at how you live your life um and so with that man might we model it in such a way that is honoring to the lord what does that look like to now serve in such a way that they want to be able to do that as well i think of those that are above me that I'm looking at that are serving. I, I feel like the, the person I think of off yeah, top of my head is, is Mr. Eugene. So as a, a guy that worked here uh, up until his old years. I mean, he died at 92 last year, but he served faithfully on college, on this college campus. I um, mean, did it with a, a joyful heart. And, and for me, it was like, man, that, I hope I get there one day, you know, but I'm watching him serve. People are watching y'all serve, um, show up, be present, get after it. And so I just simply put, just be present and just serve, knowing that people are watching you. Um, and so might we be able to do it in such a way, again, that's, that's uplifting to him. Word, word. So I got two more questions before we run this thing down. Um, first one is for Katrina. Can you share as a student at a state school how impactful it has been for you to find community within your similar interests and values? Yeah. So at NC State, there's no bubble. Um, there's about 35,000 students, and they're not all Christians. So <laughs> it's, it's been difficult. It's been a journey to find people that are like-minded. But I kind of think of it this way. I know earlier when we were here and the worship team came up this morning, and everyone was still seated, and no one was really sure if we should stand up or not. And we were kind of like looking around to see if we should stand up. And then a few people made eye contact, and they're like, okay, we're going to stand up. And then, you know, we stood up, and then more people slowly, like, followed and started to stand up with us, and eventually the whole auditorium, we were standing. And I think of um, finding a campus ministry at State like that. You know, I'm trying to live for the Lord, um, but by myself it's hard. I'm not sure if I should, like, stand up or speak up or not. But with my 
my friends that are in my campus ministry, I'm able to stand up for Jesus um, with them together. And it just makes it easier to live for the Lord and um, represent him with like a community um, on my campus that are going through some of the same struggles, taking some of the same classes, have the same professors, have the same problematic professors. You know, it's, it's helpful to have that um, foundation. And so being a part of um, impact, it's just been such a sweet experience. I have friends that I can, if I'm studying something in the scripture, I can text them and say, hey, this is what I saw the Lord doing. And then they'll text me back with the scripture. I'm like, dang, this is kind of nice. You know, if I were, I can't do that in class, you know? Um, so that's been so good to just walk um, with people and do life together. Um, we do lots of fun things together, like travel, go to conferences, like the Go Conference. Um, we cry together. Of the past week, we had to go to a funeral together, but it was still good to have someone to go with and just like grieve with. Um, so just like seeking out that community has been really rewarding because I have some people that are like-minded that can encourage me, and I can also encourage other people too in it as well. Thank you for sharing that. Sam, last question. Have you joined a local church in your area? Why, why not? And what do you enjoy most about your local church? Um, yeah, I actually just became a member of Imago Day Church last, last Sunday. Um, so that's exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, IDC, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, and I think what I've enjoyed most about it is that you can definitely tell that Imago Day is a church that cares about the mission of God. Um, I think it's represented in our um, congregation and in all the various ministries and uh, missionaries that we support. And then also, um, we take prayer seriously there. Uh, Pastor Tony, one of my favorite things he does is uh, prays for a very long period of time at the beginning of his uh, messages and prays over all the different areas of our congregation. So he just really models what it looks like for us to uh, take prayer seriously. Yeah. 